Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hello, my dear ones. This is Allison Scammell, and today's episode will surprise you in a really, really fantastic way. We're talking about how to build a successful business as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Now, stay with me here because you may be thinking, I'm not sure if this is for me. I'm not really sure I'm highly sensitive. But before you go anywhere, I want to tell you that after my chat with today's guest, Heather Dominic, I now realize that I am highly sensitive, which was an awareness I didn't have before. Because here's the deal. We're not talking about overly sensitive. That is not what we're exploring today. And I think when we hear highly sensitive, that's where our mind naturally goes. Oh, we're touchy. We're overly sensitive. But Heather is going to introduce to us something completely different. And I have a feeling if you're called to be tuning in that you may be with me. In today's episode, Heather and I explore what it means to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur, why normal sales conversations don't work for highly sensitive entrepreneurs, and what to do instead, and lastly, how to break through in your business success when you are highly sensitive. We'll end on a challenge that will help you to to decipher whether or not you're highly sensitive and how to use that to your advantage in your business to bring in massive success. So please, dear friend, stay with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, We'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scamble. Let's get growing. Well, hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs, If you're not already a citizen of She Grows Nation, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of over 1,000 women running heart-based businesses that are in service to each other and the planet. Today, I speak to Heather Dominic about how to build a successful business as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Heather Dominic is a woman who is impressively successful and highly sensitive. As an exceptional facilitator and teacher, Heather is known for creating a safe, sacred environment for true transformation, whether delivering trainings online or in person. Since 2010, 
Heather has taught thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe how to release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and develop new leadership skills in order to excel in business and life by doing things differently. I had quite a shift listening to Heather and a self-awareness that was pretty profound, actually. So may you receive as much from Heather's wisdom as I did. Welcome, Heather. I absolutely love this topic. I don't know anybody else who's talking about it, and I'm so glad you are talking about what it means to be a high, highly sensitive entrepreneur. I have a lot of highly sensitive folks in my audience, so I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for making the time. Thank you so much, Allison. I am really looking forward to this conversation. Nice. So can you start with telling us what you mean when you talk about being a highly sensitive entrepreneur? Absolutely. So the very, very simple definition is being a highly sensitive entrepreneur is a person who is highly sensitive, who has chosen to be self-employed. However, the longer and usually much needed definition is, first of all, what does it actually mean to be highly sensitive? So highly sensitive is a term not coined by me. It is actually based in psychological and biological research brought to the mainstream, particularly by researcher Dr. Elaine Aaron and the work that she was doing in the 1990s. And basically what's been determined through her and additional research is that there are 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. And what that means is that your nervous system is wired differently than someone who's not highly sensitive and wired in such a way that you take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. And that stimulation could be any of the senses, sight, smell, sound, touch, and also information and also energy. So when you do not know how to work with your nervous system as a person who's highly sensitive, that can really work against you. When you do know how to work with your nervous system, it really positions you to really excel, especially in service-based businesses and careers. And so that's where my work comes in to support those of us who are highly sensitive, who feel called to be able to use the gift of our high sensitivity in service as a person who's self-employed. That's a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Nice. I love this. And this is really fascinating stuff. I have a lot of clients in the service-based industry and They talk about sometimes meeting with their own clients and really taking on their pains. And so I have to work with them to make sure that they protect themselves, that they don't go beyond just being an empathetic or a understanding guide or coach or healer to them, but to actually protect themselves to not unnecessarily take on their pains. Is this, would you consider this part of this high sensitivity? I would say yes and. So absolutely in regards to what you're describing, 
that when, again, a highly sensitive person is untrained with how to work with their nervous system, they will default to taking on the energy, taking on the pain of those that they work with. The and part of my answer is that with the work that I do in the highly sensitive leadership training programs is we actually go one step beyond protecting yourself. And we learn instead how to be able to, as I mentioned earlier, use the nervous system so that it's in service to the client while also being in service to yourself. Nice. Nice. I love that. That is really important work you're doing. So tell us, Heather, then why don't normal sales conversations, for example, work for highly sensitive entrepreneurs? Absolutely. So just as we're talking about in regards to when the nervous system's untrained to take on the pain or to take on the energy of a person that you're speaking with, For a person who's highly sensitive, taking that traditional sales approach of, you know, really driving home like a deadline or working from a space of scarcity or fear tends to be overstimulating in regards to that kind of fear-based approach just being way too much for the nervous system to handle. So one of the the many systems, trainings, teachings, tools that I've developed is how to have a selling conversation as a person who's highly sensitive. And first of all, this came from my own experience. And then I've just mentored thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs around the globe to be able to take this same approach. And the feedback that I get all the time is that when a highly sensitive entrepreneur takes this different approach to sales, it actually feels like a spiritual experience. And that's not only the feedback that I get from those that I'm mentoring, but it's the feedback that the highly sensitive entrepreneurs get from their prospects as well. So it's a real kind of 180 shift on on the traditional approach to sales. That is so cool. So can you tell us what this approach looks like? Can you walk us through it or give us a flavor of it? Absolutely. So one of the ways that we really excel as highly sensitive entrepreneurs is we have what I refer to as like our top 12 strengths. And out of those top 12 strengths is definitely strengths such as intuition, strengths strengths such as empathy, strengths such as being spiritual by nature, and also strengths of being deep listeners deep feelers and deep thinkers. So with this 180 approach to sales, we call upon all of those strengths. And rather than really taking the, I have to convince you sales approach, we take more of a curiosity sales approach, including slowing the process way down that shifts it from just a one-time conversation to a two-part conversation and really allows for the highly sensitive to be in, again, that strength space where they are just 
natural and it's very easy for them to create a real deep, intimate one-on-one connection. And I mean, you know, the results are just like beyond, I've kind of like stopped counting. Like there's just for so many, you know, highly sensitive entrepreneurs where sales just felt like, you know, like just this torture chamber and, you know, just always seeing, you know, on the forum and our training programs, new, new client, new client, new client, new client. And what's so rewarding about this, definitely for myself as a mentor, but also for the highly sensitive entrepreneurs of course, being able to have income as a result of these sales, but really more than anything is that the highly sensitive entrepreneur then actually has the opportunity to like use their gifts, right? To really receive that experience of why they felt called to be in business in the first place, which is to be of service to the clients, the sacred contracts that they're meant to serve. And that's just, you know, just too cool for words. Yeah, it is. And so when you say two-part conversation, do you mean the conversation has two parts or they actually talk to, there's two different phone calls? Two different phone calls or in-person meetings, depending on how the person, you know, the, how the HSE, the highly sensitive entrepreneur works. Got it. That's so interesting. Cause I just heard a business coach person say, you know, you, you always want to call, you know, you want to have your discovery calls and you want to have as few as possible and you want to get to yes as fast as possible. I just heard that. And I do think that's the conventional wisdom. Hop on the phone, get that prospect to yes as quick as possible with as few conversations. So this is turning that paradigm on its head a little bit. Completely. Yep. And again, this is a process that I've personally been using for close to 20 years now, which is the amount of time that I've been self-employed and too many to count. But the the evidence is in. It works for those of us who are highly sensitive. Nice. And so I have a feeling that there's some people listening now. My intuition is telling me that there's some people listening who are saying, well, I don't think I'm sensitive or I'm not sure. I can sometimes bring a sledgehammer to certain approaches. So maybe that makes it, you know, like, I like meaning like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm sensitive or not. And you had mentioned before we started record, recording that you have a quiz to let folks know. Can you, we're going to leave the link to that quiz if that's all right. And maybe you can give us a little uh, taster of how we can identify and know whether we are or not. Yeah, for for sure. Well, first of all, I think what I hear you speaking to is kind of the misnomer or myth around what it means to be highly sensitive. Yes. I, I, I was speaking to that with intention and I'm glad I didn't do a good job with it. So I'm glad you picked up on it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So I always like to differentiate that, you know, being highly sensitive doesn't mean being overly sensitive, right? right. So b- being highly sensitive, as I mentioned earlier, you know, based in scientific research is literally how your nervous system is coded. So, and again, 20% of us are born in to the world highly sensitive. So one of the things that I always like to say is it's not something your parents did to you and it's not something you picked up on the playground and it's not because of that weird drink that you had in college. It's literally how you were brought into this world. And 
And so that's helpful to remember. So that doesn't mean that, you know, you might not have the capability to using your words, like bring a sledgehammer to certain tasks or situations. The way our nervous system is coded as a person who's highly sensitive shows up differently for each and every one of us. However, what it does come back to is trained versus untrained. And when we're untrained, then we tend to be experiencing our nervous system from what I refer to as more of the top 12 shadows. So let's speak to those for a little bit, because you'll definitely see those when you take the quiz. So the top, top of the top 12 is overwhelm. Now, one, everyone in the world right now is overwhelmed, whether they're highly sensitive or not. So this isn't overwhelm as in, oh my gosh, there's just so much to do on my list for the day and not enough hours in the days to do it. It's literally a physiological and biological reaction to the stimulation. So the overwhelm will show depending on areas where you tend to experience overstimulation more than others. And again, that differentiates differentiates for each person who's highly sensitive, but your system will literally start to shut down. It'll go into a sense of fogginess. You'll go into a sense of disconnect or disassociation. And again, that overwhelm might come as a result of too much sight stimulation, too much smell stimulation, or it might come in, in the face of too much information stimulation. We also have shadows such as overprotection out of the fear of our system getting overwhelmed that we tend to overprotect ourselves. There's also the shadow of over-responsibility, meaning just because we can feel and experience somebody else's emotions or energies, we default to the belief that we're responsible for them. So that's, again, some of what you'll find in the quiz and so much of what I teach in the training programs is how to be able to begin to identify those shadows and most importantly, to begin to learn and understand that you are not beholden to those shadows, but that you can actually train your nervous system to respond differently so you have more agency to access your strengths as a highly sensitive versus feeling like you must succumb to those shadows. I hope that's helpful. Yeah, that's super helpful. That's super helpful. So you have mentioned that highly sensitive entrepreneurs need to become friends with time. Can you tell us why that is? This is another great like 180 example in the same way that we were talking about turning the head on the selling conversation. So Typically, a lot of the time management approaches that are standard and work for what I like to refer to as the other 80%, which is those who are not highly sensitive, don't necessarily work so well for those of us who are highly sensitive, which if you take a step back and you look at the broader picture, makes sense because again, we process information differently because our nervous system processes, information, and stimulation differently. So 
we learn how to, again, work with the nervous system. And then that equates to learning a different approach to productivity. And as part of that time. So it really becomes about learning your personal circadian rhythm, busting through limiting beliefs that have been drilled into most of us about what's needed in order to be productive, which equals what's needed in order to be successful and being willing to develop new approaches to your schedule in a day, your schedule in a week, your schedule within a month. And as a result of those new approaches, then you set yourself up so that you're not going into those shadows. You're not going into that overwhelm. And what tends to happen for most of the members in the Business Miracles community and the training programs that I run is, oh, I see. I actually work better if I say work only mornings. Or for some people, it looks, you know, different to scattered time throughout the day or understanding what your nervous system needs in terms of sleep or light or arrangement of your office or who knows. Again, it looks different for each and every person who's highly sensitive, but the approach to learning what you need in order to be most productive really works across the board. And so that that truly then changes the way that you relate with time. I know, again, definitely have experienced this for myself and and have seen it for, for so many others as well. Can you give us an example from your life where you made a shift? You took on this new approach and it it totally changed or maybe not totally changed, but really shifted the way you experienced time? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, our conversation right now is a great example because I made an exception to talk to you where typically I don't have any types of any type of calls before 12 noon my time. And what that really allows me to do is I need first of all kind of some space to really like enter into the world from having like a night's sleep. And when I'm able to give that to myself, as well as to be able to use my mornings for more of like creative focus. So whether that's, you know, working on writing or um, designing the trainings and teachings that I'm delivering in, in the training program, then I am more available to be able to access the certain strengths and skills that I need to be able to engage one-on-one or teach a larger class or anything that has to do with, you know, human interaction. So that's just one example. And again, I'll make rare exceptions like you and I having this conversation right now, but it's very, very, yeah, very, very infrequent. And then I'm just able to, again, like get so much done, I'm able to be so much happier and the, the positive impact on my income, you know, just, just continues to, to, to remain and that, you know, being able to be a seven figure steward of a very purposeful driven mission, you know, year after year after year without feeling drained, without feeling burnt out, without 
you know, feeling like I'm running against the clock or, or any of that. Now that is a very, very different approach than one I took to my business before understanding I was highly sensitive and definitely a different approach when I was in my previous career as a high school teacher. And yeah, hands down, I was exhausted pretty much 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good example. And may I say how much I appreciate you making this exception for She Grows podcast. Heather and I are six hours apart. So it's uh, morning, your time, afternoon, my time. And I really want to send gratitude your way because I have similar things. Like I am such a morning person. Like, hey, you want to record a podcast at 5 a.m.? I'm your gal. You know, like if you're in Australia and we have to like, I have to get up at 5 a.m. But if you want me to do something at 8 or 9 or 10 p.m., I'm just like a vegetable So it's really hard for me to do evening stuff to accommodate folks in the States. So I'm always super grateful for people who are able to make adjustments. And I'm really, really, really happy to hear that you do this very infrequently and that I'm the person you did it for. So even all the more special. Right. Yay. But it really becomes about discernment, right? And so I think what's really valuable to highlight here, and especially with what you were just sharing about your schedule, is again, this goes against standard, you know, business growth wisdom, right? And the standard business growth wisdom is you do whatever you need to do at any cost in order to be able to drive the business forward. And, you know, that really works for a lot of people. Again, the other 80% who are not highly sensitive and it can really be like, you know, an adrenaline charge. It can, you know, really be a motivator. It can feel very exciting and that's fabulous. And for those of us who are highly sensitive, that rule doesn't apply to do whatever it takes at whatever cost to be able to drive the business forward actually ends up backfiring and working against us. And one, again, I experienced it myself, put me in a very, very dark night of the soul space. And I've just seen it with so many who, again, you know, come to the highly sensitive leadership training programs, feeling so frustrated, so distraught that they're doing everything they're told. And why isn't this working? Or, you know, they're able to get it to work to a certain degree, but it's coming at such a high personal cost. And it just doesn't need to be that way. So again, it's great that those standard rules work to some degree for a majority of the population. And if we're willing to take a different approach because we are different in the way that our nervous system is wired, you can still have what you want and do it in a way that really works for you. And that's, what's really important. Yeah. And I have to share Heather, I'm a little bit blown away because I don't, I think I would have never called myself a highly sensitive person. Probably I would have used a wrong socially conditioned definition. And I would have made that mean overly sensitive, right? As you were like really explained in a great way, but I think I'm highly sensitive too. It's like, oh my God, part of the 20%. Yes. Well, you'll have to take the quiz. I know, know. right? (laughs) Taking the quiz. But I think that a lot of people listening are going to have the same reaction because it is looking at it through this correct definition. And you start to realize like, yeah, I am sensitive to these things. 
Yeah. And again, you know, what I keep saying, you know, to emphasize that I've personally experienced this myself, because it's just where, you know, everything that I, I train and teach on comes from. But what's most important about this is, because we are the 20% is to recognize that the majority of the world is designed for the other 80%. So what that tends to, you know, what that what that tends to create for those of us are, that are highly sensitive is this kind of secret, like almost like this secret shame that we carry around where it's like, oh, there's something wrong with me because mm-hmm. I can't quite follow this standard approach to, you know, whether it's sales or business building or gosh, you know, so many things, right. Just even in our personal lives or well, as well, we immediately, again, when the system's untrained, equate that to, do we equate different to being wrong? And then we also equate different to meaning less than and different to not enough. And it just perpetuates this cycle of trying to be someone that you're not. And it will never, ever happen. You can't train yourself out of being highly sensitive, but you can train yourself to work with you as a person who's highly sensitive, utilize different systems, utilize different approaches, shift literally socialized belief patterns. And then suddenly everything changes and it feels so much better. And you're like, oh my gosh, I could totally be successful self-employed, but it's just not going to look like Jane next door, you know, or Jack across the street. So I think just that's, you know, important to, to mention as well, because again, it tends to be like this secret shame that we carry around and it's just, there's really no truth to it. It's just changing, changing the meaning that you've given to your experience. Oh, I love that answer. This is such good stuff. So I'm really excited to ask you this next question. How can we turn our sensitivity into business success? Oh my gosh, where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) There is so much. So I think probably first, what's really valuable to speak to is, you know, when I discovered that I was highly sensitive, as I briefly mentioned, it came out of really being faced with a dark, dark night of the soul. I had been self-employed for about seven or eight years at the time. And I brought my business across the million dollar mark for the first time. And, you know, I wanted it to be this experience where like the heavens opened up and balloons and confetti came down and there was just dancing in the streets and rejoicing. And it was none of that. It was literally the exact opposite. I was completely overwhelmed. I was absolutely overexhausted. I was overworked. I was tapped out, burnt out and really questioning, like, if I'm going to be successful as a person who's self-employed and this is what it takes. And I don't know that this is for me. And if I don't do this, then what do I do? Because I didn't want to go back to the traditional classroom as a teacher. And through that dark night of the soul, I discovered that I was highly sensitive. And again, as I began to incorporate that understanding into how I approached everything in business, everything started to change. So when I first started making the transition in my work to coaching others who are highly sensitive, I was coaching 
other coaches, other healing practitioners, and other creatives. But what's happened since in the decade long that I continue to dedicate myself to, you know, practical, real-time, real-life research and application and the trainings and the teachings that I deliver is the expansion of the types of service businesses that we serve in the leadership training programs is exponential. So as a person who's highly sensitive, yes, service-based tends to be the, tend to be the businesses that we're attracted to because that's part of how our nervous system is coded. In Dr. Elaine Aaron's work, she refers to us, the highly sensitives, as the royal advisors of society, that we are the natural coaches, we are the natural teachers, we are the natural therapists, we are the natural even lawyers, because one of our strengths is that we have a deep belief in justice. But what I found is that we are also real estate brokers and insurance brokers and actors and singers. And we also work within corporations and we bring our strengths to all types of aspects of society in a way that is very, very much needed. But when it comes to that question of how do we create success, First of all, the reason why I share all of that is to say it doesn't need to look one way and it's not supposed to look one way, which is why the leadership training programs that I offer are not cookie cutter. And that what it does require, the theme or the thread that you know is across the board amongst all of the, the various highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders that I mentor is this willingness to take a different approach, to see things differently. And that's why I also refer to that our leadership training programs take place within the Business Miracles community. So just a real quick note on that, which is that I personally am a student of A Course in Miracles since the age of 14, when I lost my mother suddenly. And according to a cor- the course, a definition of, of a miracle is a shift in perception. That's what it takes for a highly sensitive to create business success is a shift in perception. And if you're listening and anything that I'm sharing is speaking to you, and you haven't written anything down yet, I would write that phrase down, shift in perception, because it requires you, the success requires you, first of all, to look at yourself differently, that there's nothing wrong with you. Second, to look at business differently. You're meant to take the non-traditional approach. And third, to look at what it means to be in business differently, meaning that you can be of service and also be greatly compensated for the service that you provide. If you're willing to embark on that journey of shift in perception, business miracles, doors will open up to you that you just never thought would be possible for you to experience. Mm, That is amazing. Royal advisors. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Are you knowledgeable at all or familiar with human design? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I'm a projector. I'm a splenic projector and it's part of my human design that I'm empathic, but also sensitive. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like, have you seen any themes in your work with regards to highly sensitive people in human design or? You know, I've definitely, I've, I've delved into human design for myself. It's not something that I've brought into the highly sensitive leadership training programs. I think it would probably be super interesting to do that. I will say that, you know, probably if you name like any type of, you know, energy work, personality assessment, you know, spiritual training, I probably have done it. Only only because like, especially, you know, in the years before understanding that I was highly sensitive, I was constantly seeking for the answer, right? Right. Like, please like help me to understand like why I tend to be who I am and work the way that I do. Yeah. So again, I haven't, I haven't um, gone deep enough in regards to human design and connection to other highly sensitives, only myself, but I would not be surprised, of course, if there's absolutely overlap for sure. Yeah. And I just, I just keep thinking as you've talked throughout this whole time, I've just kept thinking about human design. I'm not an expert myself, but I, I, value it in my life and with my clients. So I don't know why I'm just feeling this connection between the two, how it's, it's everything you're saying, you know, getting us in alignment to how we're truly meant to show up. Like, and I I think human design is doing that. A lot of things are doing that. And I think what you're talking about is, is helping us to do that as well. So Heather, I would love for you to leave our listeners with a challenge. Mm. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Any, any parameters in regards to the challenge? Not at all. Whatever you feel like. And, and challenge can be sort of a masculine kind of word, but I, you know, our, the challenges can be sort of divinely feminine. They can be a state of doing a state of being like, it's all up to you. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. There's, uh, there's such value in challenge as part of evolution. So what I would say, the challenge that I would leave us all with is first and foremost, if, as you've been listening to Allison and I chat and you're having any inkling of resonating with what you're hearing, either for yourself or maybe somebody that, you know, the challenge would be to be willing to consider the possibility that there's a different way. That's it. To be willing to consider the possibility that there's a different way. And it can sound so simple, but yet it's actually truly profound, right? Because what we face so often as a part of the major struggle of being highly sensitive is that we don't want to be found out, quote unquote, or seen as being different, but there's such freedom that comes when you embrace that you are. And again, that it doesn't need to mean wrong, but just different is only different. Nice. I love that challenge. And this is the shift in perception that you're talking about. Yes. That is exactly it. Absolutely. And I totally agree that it is simple and profound. And even just offering my own experience, just being with you for the last 45 minutes that I'm like, I've just shifted my perception to what highly sensitive means. And I just shifted my perception to 
that is me. And it is, prof- it is both simple and profound. That's so right. I'm, I'm That's already right. taking the challenge, Heather. I'm doing it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love that. And especially in connection, you know, to the word challenge, because as highly sensitive, we're so used to everything feeling so hard that sometimes that's like the biggest limiting belief hurdle that those that I mentor need to get over, which is that when you start to take a different way, it isn't hard, right? It is simple, but yet also profound. And, you know, hard doesn't equal worthwhile. Not at all. Right, right, right. So good. So good. So Heather, please tell our listeners how they can find you. Yeah, for sure. I think this would probably be the valuable place to mention the quiz, which would be a nice step to taking that challenge. And so you can find that and more about me at www.hsequiz.com dot com, hsequiz.com. And again, it's, it's actually really more of an assessment rather than a quiz. I always like to emphasize that there's no pass or fail. What you will discover as a result of the quiz and the assessment is whether you are somewhat highly sensitive, other versus super highly sensitive, or if you're like me and you're super uber highly sensitive and wherever you fall on the spectrum, you'll receive as a result of the quiz, a personal success guide that will support you with being somewhat super or super uber. And we'll give you those, those first steps to being willing to consider the possibility that there's another way. That is fantastic. And that link and other links to connect to Heather and her world and learn about her leadership program will all be in the show notes. And I encourage you to check that out if you're resonating with this at all. And I certainly am. So Heather, I just want to really, really thank you for taking the time and sharing your wisdom. I've learned so much, truly, truly grateful for what you're doing. And I think you're doing really, really important and amazing work in the world. Thank you so much. And ditto. It was truly my joy to make the exception to connect with you. (laughs) Oh, yay. That warms my heart. Thank you so much. I also want to thank you, dear one, so much for listening. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you with Sugar on Top for giving me a rating and a review. And that's how more people can find us and I can get better guests and I can serve you from a higher level. And if you would like my help calling soul clients into your business right now, then download my free checklist to remove the five visibility blocks that are preventing your soul clients from finding you. Your offerings are too important to be invisible, so this checklist will help you be seen and get fully booked. Find a link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.